and welcome to How to Deal When the Shit Gets Real podcast. I'm Marietta. And I'm Connie. And today we are here with uh, <laughs> Jess Serafini. So Jess, how do you deal when shit gets real? Or you could just or tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> my, my name's Jess. I grew up in central Illinois. Pretty standard childhood. I had amazing parents. I have a brother. Went into nursing school. I've been a nurse for 12 years. Got married, got divorced, got married again. He was my rebound, and he's the best rebound I've ever had. Uh, I got <laughs> the longest <monsters>. rebound. <laughs> you yep. can use that one with him too. You know, just be like, "Yeah, you're my yep. rebound," and the longest rebound ever. <laughs> he is my rebound, and he is an amazing rebound. Uh, I have two kids, one terrorist, I mean toddler, and uh, one one-year-old. That, that's why I'm not sure I want a second is because I've heard that the second also can be a terrorist. Are they all just terrorists? Oh, yeah. I love I that all parents all use that. I have I have several friends that use some form of te- like tiny terrorist or like mini terrorist. Like it's just yeah. <laughs> the one that I find like I like it and I also find it weird is crotch goblin. Yep. I've heard one. Yep. Yes. I've heard that a lot. And I'm like, I like it. I don't know if I like it. Like I'm, I like, I like it equally, but also like, Oh, it's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the truth. It is. Yep. It is the truth. So you became a nurse. How did you go from being a nurse to a flight nurse? Cause I feel like that's not something that every nurse just is like, I'm going to get into a helicopter. Yep. So my dad was a flight nurse. Um, he did it for several, several years. So I was involved in that environment since I was eight or nine years old, probably. Um, he actually snuck me out of high school when I was 16 to take me to a real cadaver lab. So, so cool. Wow. <laughs> true story. True story. So kind of after that, I'm like, okay, we're going to nursing. Actually, to be honest, I was pre-med. I was going to be a doctor, but I failed out of organic chemistry. And I said, screw it. I'm going to nursing school. So here we are. I started in the ICU. I did ICU for several years. I did the ER, hated it. You cannot be an ER nurse and be a people pleaser. Like I am at the core people pleaser. No, I would like go home crying because some butthead yelled at me for doing nothing. I just, I couldn't do it. So I went back to the ICU and hid for another year or so. Got in the military, did some military fun, and then finally got into the rotor wing sector in 2000, uh, beginning of 2017. Is it hard to become a flight nurse? Is it like really, because I just imagine it being like very like specialized, only if you can get in, like that kind of thing. Or am I totally wrong? It can be. It really depends on where you're from. So um, some places it's very competitive to get in there. Other places they really need good people. Um, mm-hmm. So just you like have nursing. Have, yeah. In exactly. general. Exactly. So you have to have the experience. You have to have the certifications. Um, the company that I worked for had a pretty grueling testing process, both paper um, and oral testing you had to do before wow. you could even get into the interview. Yeah. So it was good, but it's, it's definitely a passion. I wanted to follow in my dad's footsteps, but now that I have sat in the seat, I don't think I'll ever want to give it up, (laughs) even though I'm just doing it part-time now. Yeah. I love that. Um, Do you, are you the only nurse on these like flights or are they multiple? Like, is that maybe why they're so grueling with their testing? Because you're it. 
you're the nurse. That's it. So we work with a paramedic partner, Mm -hmm. but we have almost, we have the same scope of practice and we have the same level of responsibility. So we both need to know critical procedures. We both need to know medications. We, and it's because it's just us two. And we don't have a doctor Mm -hmm. giving us orders. We don't have someone we can call. Like we strictly operate off of 427 page protocol book, which we pretty much have memorized. That's Um, huge. Yeah. (laughs) And at first it is very daunting to think that for the first six years of your career, you went to a doctor and said, mother, may I? And now you're given a, a pocket full of narcs and deadly medications and said, go forth and conquer. Uh, it can be that very is, that is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> but now Those are two I mean, very different uh work environments. Yeah. But six years later, it's just it's it's just going to work now. It just it's just fun. It's a blast. And you started off doing it in the military, correct? Yes. Military flight nurses and civilian flight nurses? Yes. Uh on the military side, I was fixed wing, so um, airplanes. So we did much more long haul missions and the patients Mm. that we took care of weren't near as sick as the ones I fly now. Um, So that was very different. They're also very protocol based. So it's the military, you know, they Mm. are very by the book, very black and white. That's not medicine. Um, One of my favorite sayings is if you're a black and white person and you're going into medicine, welcome to hell. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's just, it's gray. It's all gray. And there are so many different treatment options. I'm not even a nurse. And I know that there are multiple, multiple ways. Because all you have to do is go to a doctor and multiple, like, different doctors. And they will all tell you different things. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's awesome. I enjoy it. I'll never get out of it. Was it ever? I see, like, me just thinking about it gives me anxiety. <laughs> like, just thinking about it. Did Were you ever at that level? Did it ever make you anxious? Or were you always like, let's go? No, they're the, they say the, give it two years. I mean, I remember getting into the helicopter seat and my teeth chattering. I was just such an adrenaline rush sometimes for a good reason, like going on a massive scene to shut down the interstate. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, your cool card comes out of your pocket. Um, other times if you're going for super sick kiddos, it's really nerve wracking. Cause we, we fly everything. We do NICU, mm-hmm. we do OB, PEDS, you name it, we do it. Um, wow. So there are times where it's a bad stress and there are times where you're like, yeah, I got, I got my stun of shades on and we're going to go, we're going to go do something cool. Save the day. <laughs> well, now I'm curious because Connie's brother actually two years ago today broke his neck diving into a, into a lake and he had to be life flighted out. Well, so, technically it- he was never flighted out first he was drove into a hospital and then when the hospital said no 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 you need a helicopter ride even it was so stupid and they even were still, still trying to get them yeah even still it was so ridiculous so when you get somebody that's like that that is a severe spinal injury like that what's one of the first things you do because now i'm like curious tell them not to move Makes you, sense. you, you strap them as much as you can and you put a seat collar on. And if they're awake and talking, you can totally explain everything you're doing. It's hard because if they're awake and talking, they still want to look around because they're getting in a helicopter. A lot of them are going to nerd out. Um, yeah. So it's like, look, man, I know this is cool, but I need you to stay super still and don't move. Sometimes we'll even put our hands on there um, just to manually stabilize yeah. in addition to everything else. But yeah. Yeah. And he was really lucky because he ended up 
he was he's a fireman so he was with a bunch of firemen paramedics so they saved his life because he was with the right people at the right time who knew exactly what to do to save his life or else my brother would have been gone if he would have been with any other like regular friends because it was such a severe neck injury he would have been i don't know if it would have turned out the same holy smokes yeah that's that's like yeah it's kind of like what an awful accident but at the same time kind of lucky you were with the people you were with yep yeah because anything like that you go into action it's eleanor Mm -hmm. my daughter choked on a piece of broccoli the other day and it was just it was just boom smacked her on the back as hard as i could she puked i cried i mean it was all over but it's (laughs) yeah it's amazing at how quickly that some of those things just become second you nature. Kick in. So, yep. Yeah. You just I, immediately kick in. I feel like that's the right combo too. Somebody pukes, somebody cries. That's usually how it all works. <laughs> she choked hard, man. Like that was a good one. And they don't oh, tell man. you as a parent, if your kid chokes, here's how to do the high. I'm like, it's when like kids are going to choke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was lucky when Theo choked it was this longer, like thin piece of something. I can't even remember now. It's been so long. Because you mortified like, and you fucked it. <laughs> but like, I actually, since he was strapped into the high chair and it was so long, I just kind of went into his mouth and grabbed it. Just because I was like, I think that this is going to be the quicker action versus taking off the chair, unbuckling him, and then mm-hmm. trying to do the Heimlich. And I was completely right. He was yep. totally fine. His gag reflex was already bringing it up. Sorry, everybody who had to listen to me say that. Um, but <laughs> oh, I was like, well, that was kind of lucky, but I'm just waiting for it to happen again. I chop everything really small at the moment. It'll happen again. And then they'll be fine oh, yeah. and we'll be mortified and they'll sleep soundly at night while we worry in bed about being bad parents. Always, yep. always, always, always. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, What has been one of your most difficult cases? Oh, gosh, probably a kiddo we flew. And the Mm -hmm. reason being is because we just got there so late in this process, we chased our tail. Um, Solid three hours. And I had the most incredible partner. He's actually my boss now. The most incredible partner who cued into me and kind of read my anxiety and was able to call me and we ended up using a, what we call a BVM to actually ventilate her because our ventilator was not doing a job. It just, she was too sick. And uh, I looked at my partner or pilot and I said, Hey, how long do we have to Indy? And he said, 51 minutes. And my heart dropped. I was like, she's not going to make it 51 minutes. Sure enough, oh, man, that little 18 month old made it all the way there. And that was the most wow. stressful time. She's good now. My golly, I creeped her hard. <laughs> just really wanted to know how she was doing. Uh, she needed ECMO. If anyone medically is listening, she, she was a baby. We intubated. She needed ECMO. We didn't have ECMO. We were in Billy Bob's ER and chicken stand ER and we just had to go. Oh, oh my so, goodness. But she's doing well now. There's just, there are tough cases and there's ones that bother you. But I think the hardest thing is if you know, you did something right, or if you miss something. Oh um, yeah. That always you know, Maybe we difference. missed this. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, you have a partner, so you can talk all this through. We, we still talk about that case because it's still probably the roughest case for both of us that we've had. I bet. Um, Yeah, we can, but then we can also talk about the ones where it was cool as heck. 
I mean, would you remember pulling that guy out of a car? Yep, sure do. <laughs> there you go. That leads into a perfect thing. So was that your coolest case or easiest case? Whatever word you want to use. Oh, gosh. Um, no, I'm trying to think. Oh, we uh, coolest case. This is going to sound kind of silly. There was a big old house fire. And it was to the point where we had to take a gator in. And so helicopter landed. I'm from Illinois. So if, if well, any city folk, this is like country bumpkin, miles between roads. <laughs> we land in the middle of this country road. And this firefighter standing there with like a side-by-side. I'm like, what do you want? Where's our patient? They go, oh, she's a mile that way down this driveway. I'm like, okay, cool. First of all, it's cold. I mean, it was like freezing that day, but I was like, well, okay, it's a fire. So I guess we're going to warm up somehow. We go to get her. She is, she's okay. I mean, she's doing pretty well. Get her on the back. And then all of a sudden I'm trying to take care of this patient. I'm straddling her on a, on the back of this gator going through a cornfield. I'm like, this is why I do this job. This is cool. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I, I don't know if I'm just super weird, but when you said gator, I was like, you were riding an alligator? Like, I don't know why. Side by side? Like, wild, wild, crocodile style. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> like, that, that was at first. And then I was like, no, no. Like, by, like, the second time you said gator, I'm like, I got it now. Yep. Side by side. Why did I, why did I think alligator, you crazy person? <laughs> I think we just call them gators. They're like the universal chapstick down here. We just call them gator. Yeah. Even in the, even in the military, that's when they use them, that's pretty much what they call them. So it's just easier, you know, just instead of having to say anything long, just, yeah, get in the gator. Exactly. Because because I'm in the burbs and I'm never on a gator. (laughs) Nobody is ever talking about a gator. So I'm like, alligator. (laughs) (laughs) Which would be also hilarious. That would be a really cool case. I had to Here's your burn patient on top of an alligator. Yep. Here you go. Have fun. That would be very <laughs> awkward. Very Good awkward. Luck. That'd be its own podcast. Yeah. Oh no kidding. <laughs> that, that, yes. Yes, it would. So I know you mentioned you were able to get an update on 18 month old. Is that like, I, so that would be the hardest thing for me, like not knowing, like you drop these people what off, happened? they're in critical condition, and then like not knowing what happened to them. Like, do you normally get to know or are you just, you're just SOL? Um, if you really want to know, um, you can find the appropriate channels where you're not busting HIPAA or anything like that to find out. I'll be honest. A lot of the patients we drop off, I'd say 80%, you know, they're, they're either good or they're not good. Um, and it's a very clear distinction of, we did everything we could. This was going to come out the way it was anyway. Um, we do scan the obituaries to kind of see when, if they did die. The couple that do bother us, we we can have a medical director follow up. We can follow up with the hospital. Um, yeah. But there are cases where you watch them pretty closely. And the patient we took that, the hospital we took that patient to was awesome. They were like, yeah, we know you flew them in. We did all the right paperwork. We're like, we need the, fa- the family we knew at that point. We'd spent three hours with them trying to get her at least to the point we could at least put her in a helicopter. So they, of course, gave us permission and... Oh, okay. That's awesome that they gave you permission. Yeah. yeah, I'm such a, I don't know, I guess nosy or just like, I have to see things to completion. So like not knowing would be like, it would drive me crazy. <laughs> yeah, there are most of them we don't know. So you suffered from severe neck pain. Uh, oh, what happened and why did it take so long to figure out what was happening? Here is the dumpster fire of what is my neck. 
So oh, okay. I, oh, it's, oh, it's a true dumpster fire. It's, it's slowly starting to die. Um, when I, I had neck pain, my neck just always bothered me. I'm married to a chiropractor. Okay. He adjusts my neck. He fixed it multiple, multiple times. And then I had my son and all hell broke loose, horrible neck pain. I mean, I didn't even care that I just pushed a baby out of my butt. My neck hurt. And I remember telling the nurses that I'm like, I don't care. My, my neck hurts. So went home, went to urgent care. They're like, yeah, you got an epidural because yes, please. And then I get just Same. added pressure. Yeah. Amen. Not uh, me. <laughs> gosh, nope. I did a solid 20 minutes of I can do this. And then I get a big middle finger. I said, nope, give it to me. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> so ended up urgent care visits on mass amounts of steroids just because that was the only time I felt better. Finally, it was to the point that my husband, first of all, carried us through this whole thing. Absolutely incredible. Brooks would cry. I couldn't breastfeed because I was on so many meds at this point. He would carry me into the shower to try to get hot water on my neck long enough for me to be able to move to help feed Brooks. Eventually he was sick of it. Jonathan was like, we're going to the ER. I'm like, cool. Don't even care. Uh, got to the ER. It was one of the doctors that knows me. And my blood pressure was sky high. My pulse was sky high. He goes, this isn't normal. I'm like, well, they're telling me to do physical therapy for six weeks before I get an MRI. They said, screw that. We're getting an MRI. I'm like, yay. Yay, <laughs> hallelujah. I found out I had a massive tumor in my spinal cord. So that was exciting. Oh, my God. I get transferred Terrifying. to a bigger hospital. And they're like, okay, we're doing surgery. I'm like, cool, cool. And they said, we're going to COVID test you first. I'm like, yeah, that's going to be positive. Because uh, I haven't been able to smell for weeks. <laughs> oh, no. Sure enough. They're like, yeah, you have COVID. Go home. I'm like, all right, cool. Thanks, guys. Went back a couple weeks later. They're like, okay, you're COVID cleared, whatever. Had the tumor removed. Guys, the worst part of this whole thing is I grew a freaking mustache. I was on so much steroids at this time. I grew a mustache. And my husband didn't tell me about it. What? How sweet. (laughs) We are still at odds about this. Fast forward. So I I lose baby (laughs) weight. I get back into the gym. Like I finally get my life back. And then I get knocked up again because apparently I like my husband. And apparently he likes the mustache. (laughs) Yeah, right. I was so pissed at him. Um get knocked up again. Don't give a what about what I'm eating. Put on 70 pounds. My neck hurts. Like, yeah, well, I got big old boobies I'm not used to. I got big old belly again. Let's just have a baby. So have the baby, we're doing maternity pictures. And I'm like, damn, my neck looks funky. I'm like, I have no neck. And my neck was hurting. My my neck was really hurting. And my husband's like, fine, we'll take an x-ray. It was totally bent the wrong way. (laughs) So like, if it was supposed to go left, it was going right. So got an MRI, took it to the hospital where I'm close to. And they said, screw you, go to Barnes, which Barnes is the biggest hospital in St. Louis. Made a doctor's appointment. By this point, minus, I can't feel my hands. My hands are completely dead. My spinal cord's partially dead. So I'm like trying to take care of a newborn with like changing diapers with my teeth and all this stupid stuff. And guys, she's absolutely not exaggerating because I saw the x-ray on Facebook. So she's not <laughs> fucking exaggerating for anybody that's like, she's full of shit. Nope. I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> my spinal cord was actively dying. Um, so the neurosurgeon came in who did my first surgery and he said, you're going into surgery later. Like two days later, I went into surgery. So I am six weeks postpartum. I still have a belly and all this other stuff. Like, okay, I'm going to surgery. Cool. Cool. 
and was there, I was in the hospital for seven days because I think I stroked, but then I got better. I don't remember. Fentanyl is great drugs. Mm-hmm. Came home and we're starting this whole rigmarole again. My mom, God bless her, has stayed with me a total of six months because I could oh, not Oh, that's lift. so sweet. Yeah. Uh, I could not lift anything for three months after each wow. surgery. So my mom that's came a long and time. That's a long yeah, time. But this mm-hmm. Second time she didn't stay as long, probably because I had a toddler also and a newborn. But now I am, I have a, I have a titanium spine, quite literally. And it's So did they better. say what caused it? How you got the neck that went the wrong way? So when they took out the tumor, I think they cut through a lot of the muscle and I'm stubborn and didn't go to physical therapy and went right back to work, which is wearing a helmet and night vision goggles and bending over patients and being stupid. Oh my God. My husband would love you. Yeah. So my spinal cord essentially collapsed. My husband would want to talk to you. He just got night vision and he thinks it's the coolest (laughs) thing ever. And he wears it around the house. And I'm like, how did I end up married to you? The person walking around with a big helmet and night vision? Yep. What what happened here? Yep. I mean, that's Kyle all day, every day. Mm -hmm. That's funny. But yep, I just, it's it's me, a lot of, I was just stubborn. Got back in a helicopter and off we went. (laughs) So what section, how many is... I am C2, so one below the skull to T2. So I am pretty much skull to mid-back. So I walk around like a robot all the time. Just walk around like a robot. Wow, I didn't realize they fused you that far. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm titaniumed. And they said if I don't behave, I'll be skull to T4. If I don't, Whoa. you know, like calm down, which is why I'm only flying part-time. <laughs> so now like I can only question. handle this and two kids part-time. I mean, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I'm like, what do you want me to do? Not pick up my kids? First of all, right. my daughter's a tank and my toddler's a toddler. Right. And they don't yeah. know. No, so they now, don't know. So, so now here's the real question. Do you finally feel better? Does your neck feel better? I do. I still can't feel my hands. They're pretty worthless. Um, they're straight up Mr. Deeds, but I have learned to do skills again. I've gotten my strength back. I am lifting again. Holy moly cannoli. I am lifting weights for the first time in years. Um, wow. Which feels amazing. Except for when I couldn't walk up the stairs today. That wasn't my proudest moment, but. Why can you walk up the, the stairs? Work. Oh, I Too went, so weight? we have a, yeah, we have a tonal, which I love. And I decided to be dumb and go from beginner to intermediate. And <laughs> the first day was legs day. Now you were so shaky. I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> Just crawling up the stairs like Bambi. It's fine. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. With Eleanor on my hip. I'm like, well, kid, we're going to figure this one out together. <laughs> That's Here's so funny. So you don't have like feeling at all, like in your hands? Barely. <laughs> Barely. It reminds me of Mitch. Because uh, my brother who had the spinal cord injury was a C7 and he's technically quadriplegic, oh, he um, yeah. but he doesn't like he has like he has feelings in his hands, but he has like, like phantom. I don't even remember. Yep. What did they call it? Um, Rietta, where it's like it kind of feels like staticky, like there's not true yeah. feeling in his arms, but he's lucky that he has use of his hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, and I can move them. I, I did lose motor for a while. I was very contracted. 
Um, I just can't really feel them. But like I've said, I, I've learned typing. Learning how to type again was a nightmare. And the fact that autocorrect does not exist on Microsoft Word is crap. Wow. Yeah. Typing and not being able to feel it, that's got to be really trippy. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're on like the wrong spot of the keyboard. Oh <laughs> my like, gosh. <laughs> and, well, and you can't be like, wait, that feels wrong. Cause like I normally know that I'm on the wrong side of this keyboard because of my hand position feels wrong. Yeah. The, honestly, the hardest thing was like when I'm driving and I'm trying to dig in my purse for something, I can't just dig because I can't feel. <laughs> oh my <laughs> I like, God. I got to look. So God annoying. damn it. I, I always love the mid-drive purse dig. How, you can't survive without that. Like, where's my chapstick? Oh, no, I don't know. That's, that's what I'm always looking for, too, is my chapstick. That's why I got Or my chapstick. kid ate it. Everywhere. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Mm, I got some in here somewhere. I grabbed two, just in case. Always got to have chapstick. <laughs> yeah, that is the dumpster fire of what is my neck. But like I said, it is a slowly dying dumpster fire, and it better stay that way. I, well, you have yeah, to make sure it stays so. that way, Missy. No getting yeah. your skull to tea, whatever. That's a lot of <laughs> titanium. And no more, no more skipping physical therapy, Miss Thing. Yeah, no, I went. I went. Everyone was very adamant about me and my physical therapy. <laughs> oh my I God, went. I bet. Actually, my, my family thought I was my, uh, not my family, my, my mother-in-law thought I was crazy for going to physical therapy after getting birth. She was like, what? And I was like, it's not normal to like pee a little bit when bending down because I've had a baby. I'm going to physical therapy. I'm not living like this. No. Goodbye. The end. And she's like, just do Kegels. I was like, that's nice. I'm going to physical therapy. Bye-bye. My my insurance covers it. See ya. Yeah. My old boss. And they're just going to pay for it. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my old boss that was her specialty was pelvic floor physical therapy. So it's actually very common. Very common. But since we touched on body issues, because we all, us ladies, especially when we go through birth and getting older and all the things. And Jess and I have talked about this before because her and I have conversed numerous times about what we shouldn't eat and what we should eat and all these Mm -hmm. crazy things. So take us on your your last journey because I remember seeing your post and you were super excited. You're like, I finally figured this out. Hallelujah. Yes. I, (laughs) my son's in the window being crazy. Uh, I, kids, man, they're crazy. My husband's a rock star. Um, So I, after Brooke, so after I had my son, I went on what I call the starvation diet and the motherhood diet of, I don't have time and I don't oh. have the capacity to make any more decisions today about what I'm going to eat. So I'm just not going to eat until I'm absolutely starving. And then I'm going to eat whatever I want. So I got skinny, like unattractively skinny, but I was very proud of myself. And then I got knocked up again. Again, I like my husband and, and clearly he likes you. thank god um and then I ate whatever the heck I wanted because I was pregnant and I packed on the pounds like we we I had some nice boobs guys like I packed on the pounds but I had some nice pregnancy boobies and then I had her and the eating just didn't stop so tried like the shakes and I would just it's like I don't have time for this crap finally I found a nutritionist and 
she's not even, she's not a nutritionist. She's a macro coach. So she pretty much said, you're not eating enough. You're a nurse, you know, better. And that's what I loved about her is she was very blunt. She goes, you're not stupid. (laughs) She goes, you know exactly what you're doing wrong. I was eating maybe 400 calories a day, maybe. And I know I wasn't breastfeeding because again, I'm hopped up on oxys from yet another surgery. And, uh, so, and I wasn't losing any more weight. I was completely stuck. Bad and she girl. was, okay, let's do macros. I know. So she's she like, you're going to eat 1600 calories a day. I'm like, I'm going to eat what? I was like, I don't eat that in a week, lady. Listen here, Linda. I'm going to gain like a hundred pounds. No, nope. no. Literally started losing weight almost immediately was eating great food, like food. I would never, ever le- let myself eat. And I wasn't, I had no mobility. All of the, all of the results were from me pretty much being on bed rest. Still, I could walk. That's about it. Um, Like no weightlifting, none of that. So it was just learning that use my own brain. (laughs) I know what's good for me. I know what I needed to do. I just didn't want to do it. And there are days where it's like, I just don't want to eat anything because I'm lazy and I just don't want to prep or I don't have time and I'm just going to eat chicken nuggets off my kid's plate. But it's just for the better. And I'm in a maintenance phase now, which is super nice. So like Monday to Saturday, I track very carefully my fitness pal, what I eat. I meet my goals. Sunday is my like mindfulness day. So I focus on protein and I just kind of go with the flow. And so far it's been really successful. Yeah, that's definitely not enough. Um, From what they taught me in college and things may have changed, but you never know. The body needs 1200 calories just to sustain life. So you weren't even sustaining life, my friend. No, no. And then I wondered why I couldn't breastfeed. Oh, hello. Hi, little man. You're so cute. Welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Go fly or go, go fly. Go hang out with daddy. I'll be right there. We're almost done. Promise. I'll be right there. We're almost done. I promise. I'll be right back. Well, he's adorable. Yes, he yeah, is. Yeah, now you think. think. <laughs> I under I understand that everyone because my my child has like red hair and now there everybody just stops and is like, oh my god, it's so cute the red hair, and I'm like, yep, uh huh, it is cute. But have you seen him go WWE wrestler to his toys? No, mm-hmm. he goes crazy and he's one. It's not yep. necessarily cute. And nobody told me how gross babies were going to be. Because oh, he so spits gross. up. Yeah, I'm like, they're so gross. I'm like, no one told me there's going to be this much spit up and or just stuff on his hands that I don't even know how he got said stuff on his hands. Wait until you start potty training. And it's oh, like God. pee everywhere. It's just pee everywhere. I, I was yeah. really hoping that this was going to be a Tom thing because he's <laughs> a boy. And that sounds like the father's responsibility, but I know it's going to end up being mine. See, I was yes. more mad. Not only was I not told that kids are gross, but that postpartum is fucking gross. There's blood and stitches and pain. Nobody talks about that yep. shit. Why does nobody talk about that shit? I don't know. There needs to be like a truth the truths of motherhood like yeah they're cute but you're miserable and you don't remember it anyway because yep. your brain blocked it all because you're exhausted exactly yep. 
I can't tell you how many women I have had that come to Jesus weeding with like first time moms. Like they finally just break. They're like, this is horrible. I'm not sleeping. I'm tired. I'm like, girl, welcome to motherhood. And here's the truth. It sucks. And sometimes, and you still love the little Petri dishes that bring home all the germs and the cuteness and they still cuddle and you love them. And the next minute you want to sell them on eBay. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so My on answer. that note, what can you leave our listeners with, whether it be whatever advice you want to leave them with or any positive juju you want to leave them with, whatever you feel. You have to do what makes you happy in this life. You cannot fulfill other people's lives, especially children and spouses and family members. If you yourself are not happy. Um mm-hmm. If it's healthy, if it brings something to your life that I almost sound like that, that, uh, the room lady, I can't think of her. If it brings you joy, literally. Yeah. And and, and I think so many people said, well, I don't have time. I, I, I can't do it. It's expensive. I can't do this. Just do it. Even if it's small, I want to go fly in freaking helicopters. I go fly in freaking helicopters. Yes. I'm away from my family for 24 hours at a time. Yes, my husband's not thrilled with me flying in helicopters sometimes. Um, but that's what makes me happy. And then I can pour that happiness into other people. So mm-hmm. like, that's kind of my tidbit is make yourself happy first. Love it. I'm all about it. I just heard my son go from upstairs. So it was very adorable. I don't know if you can hear it. Nope. <laughs> Good, but it's great. My, I love my it. My kid just overtook the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's great. They're that, fed. That's, that's all that matters. It is mother. We could have a whole another podcast about motherhood, guys. Let's get. Real. Oh yeah, we it's actually good. have a friend who does basically. Yeah, actually, it has to be. Sh- you should go talk to her because she's. I mean, if you wanted to, she's fantastic. But yeah, she. Is. Oh, I'll give you. I I I hide absolutely zero when it comes to motherhood. So many people hide behind a filter when it comes to being a mom, and it drives me freaking crazy. Like, yeah, you love them. So what? Doesn't mean you don't want to sell them. Doesn't <laughs> mean you put them to yeah, bed. Does it mean that you don't need time to yourself or things that make you happy? You can love a little person, but that doesn't mean your life is then over. I was literally having this talk with my friend as we went to go make soap and went out for dinner while my son was with his dad. Yep. Because I need me time. Nope. I remember for Mother's Day, my husband's like, what do you want for Mother's Day? I want you to go away. I was like, I want to sit on the couch and eat Cheetos out of my belly button and watch raunchy TV for two hours without wiping boogers or a butt. That's all I'm a very simple person. And then I I tell myself they're gonna get older and I'm gonna miss these days, but right now I don't. But I I feel like (laughs) most moms, that's all they want. Like not even a certain just give me an hour. An hour to take a bath or go to Target or read a book or just something in silence. Tell you what, men, any men listening to this podcast, if you have a wife, if you have kids, all your wife wants is a one night stay in a holiday inn or a Hilton yep. garden inn with dinner, yep. TV, and, and a phone it. charger. Oh, that's yeah. all Definitely. we need. That yep. is, that's I mean, that's that... like 150 bucks. And that's no been very popular on like Instagram and stuff. When it was Mother's Day, that's all I saw. It was like, let yeah. me go to a hotel room and be by myself. 
Yes. I'm going to put blackout curtains on. I'm going to put Archer on the TV. I'm going to eat pizza and ice cream naked, then take a shower and then eat another meal. I'm also going to cry because it's the last season of Archer and I know you will cry with me. Oh, I will (laughs) sob. I... Don't get me started. God, that show's been on for forever. It doesn't matter. It can't end. That's all I listened to when I was deployed. That's all I listened to was Archer. I still have it memorized. That thing is, this is my first time. Like, I actually sit down and watch it. I'm like, I never know. That's that's hilarious. But I never noticed it before because I've always just listened. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) I love it. Uh, I appreciate you guys. And we appreciate you. Thank you for coming in. And also, just anytime. A book of like cool nurse flight stories. I mean, you should think about it. It's a great idea. You're welcome. Oh, gosh, that I write? Yes. What part of Hans McFreaky over here do you understand about not typing? <laughs> hey, you can you <laughs> you can dictate. They have dictation. Okay. That is gonna require a lot of curse word over. Like I would send that to an editor yeah. and they'd be like, no. <laughs> your your that's, your book is gonna come with the same censored label that Eminem's Real Slim Shady had. That's fine. That's even that should better. be your marketing line right there. Even <laughs> yeah. better. Nursing with the Real Slim Shady. Love oh it. my god perfect. down beautiful <laughs> perfect oh, thank and you with guys that, so much and with that we're gonna leave you with this is how to deal with shit gets real and we'll see y'all next episode <laughs>